Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion and Kenny. And tonight we're missing Adam, but hopefully he'll be back next week. And we're going to be talking about Shaolin Temple, a 1976 film directed by Cheng Che, with an enormous cast. I mean, just like everybody's in this movie, pretty much. And, you know, it's about, it's basically a burning of the Shaolin Temple type film, right? That's the, uh, the, the gist of it. Uh, so, um, so I don't know, I, I know that there are some differences of opinion on the movie. So before we get into that, which I think is going to be the meat of the discussion, I, I, Dion, if you don't mind, could you give some context for this movie? Because you seem to know more about it than, than either of us. And, so, and I know it's one of your favorites. So, um, It's one of Chen Che's um, Shaolin cycle movies. He did this one. He did The Five Masters of Death, also known as Death Chamber. Um, they're done out of order but if you put them in together put them together in the correct order it tells the story of um shaolin temple how it became um how it ended up being destroyed and then what happens directly after it for a few years um and then it just a lot of schools are shown in the cycle and you get to see a lot of different styles and um, and and with that said, I think we should get into our initial impressions, where I think we're going to see some of the different points of view on this movie. Um, uh, Kenny, I want to start with you because I know you had the strongest negative reaction to the film. So, what what was your what was your take on the movie? I don't know. Like it, it was fine to start, like first couple of minutes, when you get the first group of characters kneeling outside the Shaolin Temple. I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, I recognize them and. Yeah, this, this this will be good. And then as time went by, they added more and more people, and it's like, okay, this is getting a bit hard to manage for me mentally. And then, um, and then with all of these characters, they didn't really do much by way of plot or story with them, right? They were just there. There are only um, Alexander Fushan's character and the other guy. I can't remember. Uh. uh Chi Quan Chun's character? Yes, Chi Quan Chun, yeah. Uh, they were the sort of the, the, the main figureheads, right? But everybody else kind of inconsequential, really. And the end fight scene had some highlight moments in there, but the whole thing also felt just way too long and drawn out for me. Um, it was hard for me to maintain like a high level of tension throughout that tight fight scene. It's like I just found myself drained partway through already, and I didn't enjoy it as much as, as I think I could have if, if it was um, cut up differently, maybe. Um, but you know, I, I don't think it's a bad movie by any means, but I just don't feel like I enjoyed it as much as I would have done if it was a smaller cast with a bit more on the story or plot side of things, um, and with you know, a bit of a dissecting. <laughs> a touch at the uh, for for the ending fight scene to me so so my my reaction to this movie was it, i rec like when i was watching i was like this is kind of a slow film like it sort of takes its time in one location and oftentimes that's a challenge for me if a movie just rests in one location and things and there's a lot of characters and and, and it doesn't move i can get bored easily but I really enjoyed it. I think it was because I saw it as one of these movies where you're just supposed to enjoy all of the characters doing their thing. And kind of like the reason that you gave for not liking it in a way. Like the like the, the characters were kind of just there in the way that they are in like a police academy movie. But that's like 
half the reason you're at the movie. You know, you want to yeah, see I these characters like do their thing. It's just a different taste kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like my, my, my taste doesn't lean towards a, a huge all-star cast uh, doing their own thing and not really, like, putting a story together out of it. Kind of, yeah, but that's just a personal tasting, I think. Well, and what, what I liked about it was, um, was it sort of combined, like, the best elements of a movie like and I think uh, this might have come up before, but 36 Chamber from Shaolin, like that style of film where you get like a lot of the training and you get sort of like the sort of like they're mysteriously assigning them tasks. Do you know what I mean? We see this in a bunch of movies. And this movie actually reminded me a lot of Marco Polo. Do you know what I mean? It had, it had some mm-hmm. similarities to Marco Polo. Um, and and I really that stuff always kind of tickles me. Do you know what I mean? Like I always like like the. Uh, you know, oh, he's making rice, but he's really gonna, you know, he's really gonna, you know, you know, use that for his for his pole staff technique. Or he's he's chopping wood, but once he is taught by the master to clutch it with his hands and break it in half, he's he's like learning like the what was it like tiger style or tiger something? style? Yeah, I th- I thought that was all really cool, and I thought Wu Mei was like the most compelling character in the whole movie. This was like a really awesome version of Wu Mei. I, I love that we only saw her from the background like that. Do you know what I mean? She was always like facing the other way and we got tastes of like the legend, but it wasn't, it was like done in a very subtle, like kind of a subtle way. Do you know what I mean? It was, I, I really enjoyed those, those parts of the film. And I thought that the, I thought that the camera work was really good. Like with Cheng Che, when he's good with the camera, he's really good with the camera. And with some movies, it's almost like he doesn't even seem to care about being as good as in his, you know, in like another film that he did. But this was one where I feel like there was a lot of attention to making it look appropriately large scale when it needed to be and sort of impressing you with with different different shots and movements of the camera that kind of pulled you into everything. So I was I, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, but but I can sort of see Kenny's point of view because it is a slow it's like a slower movie set in one place and and there's a lot of characters. There's so many characters in this movie that it's very easy to lose track of them. I just kind of stopped bothering and just focused on the characters that appealed to me. And that's what sort of, you know, became my focus. But how I about, how, the... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, okay. I really love the movie. I have this fascination with the Shaolin Temple and just this whole movie gives you like an inside glimpse to what goes, what you think would go on in the temple. I don't know how much of it is accurately consistent with real life, but like you said, I love that they gave them ordinary tasks and they're fuming about the ordinary tasks, but they're really being taught um, a bigger lesson in the whole thing. So that the whole way of teaching them patience and all that appeals to me as a teacher i've always wanted to be a teacher and those kinds of things have always appealed to me um i like that there's an all-star cast and i love that there are so many characters and you get to see the relationships between the characters it's not long and drawn out you know the characters who like each other you know the characters who don't like each other and you can't wait to see how it all ends, who lives and who dies at the end, which mostly, I guess I shouldn't spoil it. I know, I think <laughs> I, it came out in 76. I think we should be able to spoil this, you know. Okay, if, if, mostly everybody dies at the end. Yeah. It's um, like what, four or five, five people. people. Is it five? 
Five People Escape, and that leads you to the next movie, which is uh, The Five Shaolin Masters, or um, Death Chamber, as it was labeled in the United States. Um, but I thought the fight scenes were really good. I thought the uh, last fight scene was controlled chaos to me. There was so much going on, but um, you get to see little individual fights, and they're all so well done. Um, and it's like the first time that you get to see Kuo Choi and Lu Feng fight against each other on screen. Um, so it's like really cool to get to see all these little pieces and then later what they become eventually. No, and the thing, the thing that's in- intriguing about the final battle sequence is when you're watching it for the first time, it, is, it does feel like, oh, I don't think I'm catching everything because so much is going on. But I felt like when I come back and watch this again, I'm gonna like be able to focus on the individual components more, and 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 it'll kind of have it'll pay more dividends. Do you know what I mean? Because like it, it seems like a repeat viewing is gonna be enjoyable. Um, which again, it kind of reminds me a bit of the Marco Polo finale in that respect, where there was kind of a lot going on in that one, and you know, you, but I think this one had even more. This was even more. Sprawling yeah, it was stuff. definitely more sprawling. It covers a lot of ground and a lot of people are in it. And it kind of like, and you don't even notice people switching off who they're fighting with the first time. I didn't notice that um, Chi Quan Chun fought Lu Feng the first time that I saw it. And they go back and forth a couple times. And it took me, I guess I was third or fourth viewing to really notice that uh, who switch w- switches with who. So there is a lot going on and you do need to see it several times to actually get the whole enormity of the, of the final fight. Yeah, no, that, that, that fight was, was pretty complex. And it was interesting to me too, that there was, there was fighting throughout the movie, but it was, it didn't feel like that was the focus of this film. And normally that's something that I would sort of, you know, I sort of hold that against a film. But I honestly didn't care when there wasn't martial arts going on in this movie. I think that they did a good enough job of assembling likable, interesting characters that I was satisfied following them. And the Kung Fu was kind of a a bonus in a lot of the cases. Do you know what I mean? Um, Though there are a lot of great fight scenes. Like there's that recurring one. um, What was the... There was a fight between Alexander Fushung and um, uh, Johnny Wang, right? That they kept having over and over again. Every and, month they um, would go go at it, and I thought that was cool. I thought I like I this is a movie where I think it really played well to Alexander Fushung's strengths. Like he didn't he there was never a point in the movie where he crossed the line. Do you know what I mean? Where it got like where when it went, went over that edge where it sort of pulled me out of the film a little bit. It was always exactly right for this particular movie, and his character reminded me a little bit in an odd way of like a cool hand Luke type character. Do you know what I mean? Cause he's just like so determined and like, he just keeps mm-hmm. fighting that guy. And, uh, and, but he's also got this, like the impish quality that you expect from him. Um, but I just feel like the moments where they chose to do that really worked well. Like there was a, there was a, there was just like a brief moment early on when he gets annoyed at one of the monks and he kind of does some mock Kung Fu to him in the background and it and it was really funny and it and it and it felt very appropriate to the moment it didn't feel excessive do you know what i mean um 
so I, I thought that, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think it was a, uh, it was a really interesting movie actually. Uh, it, it, it's not, it's not, if I could construct my perfect Kung Fu movie, this isn't at all what it would look like. It would have a lot of things I would expect myself not to want, but I, I ended up enjoying it. Um, now, uh, in terms of the characters, did, like I know there's a lot of them, but did, did anybody else have favorites that stuck out in this film or any, any particular chemistry that, that was going on that you, that you enjoyed? I did like... Um... Lee Min's character, um, the the pole arm guy, the the, sh- the one who was actually stirring the oh, uh, oh the staff, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought he was pretty amusing. Like he, he had the same sort of impish uh, character that Alexander Fushan has as well, and he did it quite well. Um, and I do, you know, like that, like that. His training was supposed to help instill patience in him, and then yeah, make him more of a grounded person. Um, but you know, even after all that training, yeah, you can you can see like hints of his playfulness coming through when he's like interacting with people and yeah, you know, when he's fighting as well. So that was I, I I really liked his character. I like too that at first I thought he was going to become a bad guy. Do you know what I mean? Because he was sort of impatient and seemed like he had like the potential to become one of the one of the spies or one of the betrayers. And uh, you know, so it was it was nice seeing him go go sort of have that journey from that point to. Uh, to understanding why they did what they did. Um... My favorite two, I guess, um, are definitely Alexander Fusheng and um, Ching Quan Chun. I love the interaction that they have in their movies together. They're a really good buddy duo. Um, especially in this film, because Chai Quan Chun always plays that straight-faced person that you know is always for the rules, but in this one he actually is bucking against the rules yeah. by teaching him. He's the shadow on the wall that teaches him the masters. Well, I think he is. There's a great debate in yeah. I wanted you know, to ask about that about actually. that if it's actually the monk that's in the kitchen that's teaching him, or if it's Chi Quan Chun. I think it's Chi Quan Chun's character because the proportions of the shadow on the wall are lot taller and thinner than what the little monk would have been and the monk i don't think would break his vows in teaching him i think that chi kwan chun's character would break the vows and teach him because um he doesn't want to see his friends get beaten up Mm. constantly he wants him to continually progress and even though he's getting the some in the kitchen he's not getting enough it's not being put together in sequences so i think it's him do do we know do we know for sure that that's a guy that was my one question because i kept looking for signs that it was a female in the hopes that it would be wu mei that was oh no it's not wu mei it's not wu mei um yeah if you they show a kind of a close-up of the hooded figure Mm -hmm. and from my perspective, it looks like it's his nose and the intensity of the eyes. Mm-hmm. And you cannot deny the intensity of Chi Kwon Chun's eyes in this movie. In all the sequences that he performs, especially the one where he's in the chamber with the animals that are on the wall, 
backlit by the light, you can see the intensity, and the intensity is there in the hooded person. I, at least okay. I think it is. No, I, I agree as well. Like I think it's like I, I feel like this is one of those things. So yeah, you mentioned that um, Chief Chun usually plays like the character who follows the rules, right? I don't think in this instance he was breaking any vows. So I think that he was thinking along the lines of, "Well, all I'm doing is I'm in my own room. I'm practicing kung fu with loads of candles around me, and if <laughs> anyone happens to see me practicing kung fu, like because you know because the that the, the hooded person never said a word." to Alexander Fushun's character, right? Uh, it, yeah, and even when Alexander Fushun was trying to talk to the character, the, the hooded person, they never replied. So if he was thinking, okay, as long as I don't acknowledge his existence outside the room and watching me, then I'm not breaking any rules because I'm not teaching him. You know, if he learns anything, it's just because he, it's his own sort of martial talent, right? <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's I think that's that's a sound argument. Um, I, I, I think, too, that the... Um... The other, the other character, the other sort of master character that I liked was the uh, the fire monk, the one that was teaching him about the firewood, um, the old man. Just something about that guy. I don't know, just something about the way he was doing it really, really worked. He looks so pissed off. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. God's sake, this is what you're like. Just, and he like, <laughs> breaks the wood and shoves it in and gives him like a, a death stare before walking off. I, I, I like that character as well. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and also what was interesting too is the... Uh, is that that ca- the 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 Chi Kwon Chun character? He um, uh, he 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 also was the one who told Alexander Fushung that like not to break the rules early on. Remember, he, he, there was something he mm-hmm. wanted to do. He said, "No, that's against the rules." And so he was even kind of doing. He was paying lip service to that. But uh, yeah, well, when they were sitting at the um, well eating, and um, I think it was after the first battle with. Um, Johnny Wang that he asked Fu Sheng asked Chi Quan Chung's character to um, teach him the um, the crane and tiger styles, mm-hmm. but um, he says the monks know best and everything, and that you know we need to follow the rules. And then my favorite line from Fu Sheng in this movie is um, "Some friend you are." Yeah, <laughs> it's just his whole impish thing, and then the, you know he gives him the side eye with that little smirk on his face is like one of the funny scenes. And I think he kind of just goaded his character, uh, uh, Chi Kwan Chun's character into helping him out. It's cool too. Cause there were a lot of interesting pairs in this movie. Like you said, there was Alexander Fu Shung and Chi Kwan Chun, but, um, but there was also, um, T Lung and David Chang, right? Like they were both yes. sort of buddy, buddy in this. And I feel like there was another duo, but I could be mistaken. Um, I guess I guess Philip well, Kwok... no, quote quote Choi Philip Kwok and Bruce, um, what's his name? Bruce Tong. Yes, they were paired up together. One had to um, jump, which I thought he was kind of funny trying to get over, and then the spikes come out of the board. That was hysterical. Him. That was. The, so the, so I so won't this, do it no more. I won't do it anymore. That, what I loved about so there was a lot of stuff going on, but number one, they they put these like weights on his legs and and they and he sort of framed it like well i see you're really good at like putting on muscle or something so i'm going to put these weights on you but it was really i think because his he didn't think that he would be as skilled as the other guy right and so he wanted to give him something to resist against in order to improve his skill and he literally had to jump on this board for like i think years right like i don't know how long he was doing that for but it seemed like a very long time 
in the movie. Um, at least months, maybe. Um, yeah, and he had to jump until um, he could get out of the hole by himself. And once he could do that with the um, two t- two irons on each leg, then he added two more irons to each leg, and then two more irons. It was just it was nonstop. And it, and that works too. We used to do that when I did martial arts, where you'd put weights on your legs and you would train with the weights on your legs. And then when you take the weights off, it's like you know you have thunder legs because you're not restrained anymore. <laughs> and so. I, th- I thought that was kind of cool, and I love that they they had the spikes shoot up when he did that. That was, you know, because he gets the brick and he starts tapping on it to make the sound like he's just jumping, and uh, and then the spikes just, you know, they were like significant spikes, but not lethal. They looked like they would be very painful. Um, yeah, they just enough to prick you. Um, but uh, the training sequences were, were, I think, the best part of the movie for me. To be honest, they were the most amusing parts, and I do like how. Um, yeah, it comes back around to in the end for the, uh, the jumping guy, because yeah, all those iron plates, and then at the end it's like, so how much do you weigh? You know, during his final fight scene, and it's like, uh-huh. oh, oh, that's fine. That's less than eight iron plates. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, I thought it was a very amusing end for him. Like it, it was a heroic end, but uh, I like how it tied back into his training. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people die yeah. with their boots on in this movie. There was a lot of sort of brave last stands against the against the the uh, you know the the man the Manchu forces. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. What about um, what about the uh, uh, the the over? I mean, I know the, there's not like a it's not like a story to this movie. It's not like it's not very plot driven, but. Was there any aspects of it that you that you enjoyed? I enjoyed the mystery of not knowing who the traitor monk was at first, um, and who he was going to um, kind of kind of get onto his side. Like you said, I thought that um, Yimin's character was going to go to the bad side because he was just too impatient, too long. He wasn't very quick to to fall, uh, to be- become patient. So mm-hmm. I just thought that he was going to end up there. I thought more people were going to end up there. Like uh, maybe a couple more of the soldier friends that, um, were T Lung's and, um, David Chang's, uh, partners that they came on the boat with. I thought maybe a couple of them, cause they didn't have really much of a storyline. Yeah. And then there was one, the third guy that was with, um, Fu Sheng and um, Chi Kuan Chun's characters when they were kneeling at the beginning, he didn't do a lot. I was very disappointed with that part that they didn't build much of a story around him. He was just there kneeling with them. Then you kind of don't see him again until the end. Yeah, I I, I liked that plot of of the um, of the monk that betrayed them and like how he was working with the Manchus and the way that they handled that. And I also liked how it kind of it kind of crisscrossed with the plot. Of uh, Alexander Fu Shung and Chen Quan Tai, where they're trying to leave to get their revenge, and mm-hmm. so like at first it crisscrosses when they have that really great scene. What is it? Wood Alley, Woodman Alley, something. Wooden like Woodman Alley. Yeah, Woodman Alley, where they have to fight like the the wooden dummies that are like the sort of spinning you know machine things, and uh, and then that's when it sort of becomes you know when the when the when the bad monk you know uh, sort of kind of starts making his initial moves. It seems. 
and uh and also where you start to see some of the divisions between the students you know that's sort of like and and then and the students that are upright but maybe kind of breaking the rules in order to help them end up getting that punishment uh you know i thought that was i don't know i, I liked all that stuff like when they went into the what, what did they call that staring at the wall or i can't remember um they put them in these tiny little boxes with that were like cages and they said you're gonna like three months you're gonna be yes yeah. um yeah it's like a reflection room kind of thing you're supposed to go in there face the wall and reflect that, upon your deeds uh, that was <laughs> terrifying me just looking at it like the the idea that you'd be in there for three months and one guy almost got six months um but again it kind of reminded me a little bit of cool hand luke there too do you know what I mean? The sort of, you know, mm-hmm. they were using a lot of punishments like that. Cool hand Luke, as I recall. But, uh, but, but yeah, I thought, I thought that, I thought that those two plot lines worked really well together. And then at the end, it kind of all, those are the two that really kind of intersect at the very end. You know, it's like they're, they're the ones who, who find out that the, the Manchus are on their way to the temple. And then they, uh, they go and they, they warn them, but that Abbot is like, Oh no, that's impossible. And, uh, and uh, and that night, what is he? he poisons them, right? He poisons the mm-hmm. the head, the water head in the well. Someone poisoned the water hole. No, I do have to say <laughs> they could have gone and reported that they did see him poison the well, and like like David Chang and and T Lung see it, right? And yeah, and yeah. That was one part of the movie I was a little puzzled by. I was like, well, why don't they just... Well, as well. Like, so they're, 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 what they were saying is, that, okay, we can't, like, say that, yeah, we suspect, um, was it, Abbot of um, Hui Xian? Was that the evil one? I can't remember his name. Uh, the, the, or the, 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 the traitor monk. Like, it, it, because he was so senior, they couldn't just, like, go up to the head Abbot and report him. But at the same time, I thought, well, why can't you just tell them that, you know, the water's been poisoned. We saw a mysterious figure poisoning yeah. the water without mentioning any names. Instead of going, you know what, let's just tell all our brothers that, you know, the water's poisoned and then, you know, just leave everybody else to drink from the well. It'll be fine, right? Well, and also, they don't know what the poison is either. So, I mean, you know, it was just some kind of kung fu suppressant poison or something that they were you know but but for all they do it could have been a lethal poison so uh, it, it seems like they had i don't know i i get that it was delicate like obviously they suspect it's this guy and they want to they maybe want to keep like they they want to keep an ace up their sleeve and let him think that he's poisoning everybody but at the same time they could have gone to the to the very top abbot who they definitely didn't suspect and said something or even if sought out Wu Mei and said something to her and see if she had a solution. Well, she uh, already warned them against chasing after that guy. Because remember in the yeah. scene where he had come into the, um, come back into the courtyard after his first meeting with the Manchus, uh, they were chasing him and she said, don't give chase, it'll just get you in trouble. And so I guess they figured they wouldn't go back to her because she would just say something else like that. Well, and that was actually a really cool scene too, because that's where they—that's where she started teaching them, right? And that mm-hmm. was, I thought that was a really interesting way to meet a master. Um, and again, I just love that she was never. She, I don't think she. Do we ever see her face in the movie at all? We never see her face in the movie at all, and it's kind of funny because there's some controversy about that too. Not controversy really, but discussion on who that mysterious monk could be, uh-huh. and some people think it might have been. Um, Shang Sheng also in that role, playing the monk with the pole and also playing uh, Wu Mei in the brief 
Oh, really? The action that there is. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I've heard that rumor going around, but I've never really put much stock into it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I, it, 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 I, I just quite like the way that they handled that character. Um, I felt so like I, 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 Oh, what was that? I I was just agreeing with you. I like it too because you never know. You don't know who that person is, and it was so mysterious. You it, know, it made her that much more powerful. Do you know what I mean like even the mm-hmm. like she didn't even face the head abbot? Do you know what I mean? It made it made it feel like she was like really the most venerated person there or something. Do you know what I mean? It just had this. It just gave her this mystery and this aura of uh, you know. Okay, when she actually teaches these guys something, it's like wow. That's really significant. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so um, I don't know. One thing I also liked about this movie, too, was the line drills when it opened. It kind of opened with those line drills. I thought that was really cool. I like, I like line drills because that's kind of when you have a big class of people learning martial arts, that's how it's done. And it's kind of cool to see it done well in a movie. I mean, there are plenty of films that do it. But I thought that the opening really kind of worked with the music and the line drills and all that stuff. Yeah. I think Ting Tang really has a re- good sense of how to open a movie. Mm. Some movies he does the training sequences. Some movies he just jumps right into the action of the movie, but he knows what to do with each movie, how he wants it to start. And it works very well. I love the music in this. I really noticed the music throughout the, entire film i usually i don't pay that much attention to the music but i really liked it there were a lot of strings at the beginning it sounded like um kind of sweet but sad like the story was going to be kind of sad but also sweet in a way but it's a good good story and i like the music when um alexander fushung is being impish you get that kind of I'm not very musically talented, so I don't know what to call it, but it's really quick kind of sound when he's lying on the bed and he's late and he gets up and he has to run out. I don't remember the music there, but was it what, do you know what kind of instrument it was? No, I'm not very musically inclined at all, but, and that's why I guess I don't notice the music, but the music throughout just fit every scene perfectly. No, this movie had great atmosphere and I think a lot of it was the, Bat, like the choice of music to go with the scene it, it 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 was one of those films where you sort of feel like there are those moments where the film and the music and everything kind of connects perfectly um so i i, I think you're, you're you're definitely probably right about that but i'll next time i watch it i'll try to pay attention to that scene and see what it sounds like but i the one that i kept noticing was there was like a a kind of droning string thing they kept doing that sounded a lot like the music from One Armed Swordsman, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of I, I don't like a slightly dissonant sort of harmony on a, on a, some kind of stringed instrument. But um, but yeah, this this movie I thought the atmosphere of this was incredible. It was uh, which which is which I think was kind of critical because when. I guess this is how I would say it. When a movie is set in one place, it, it runs the risk of feeling like a sitcom. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's just something, it just feels like, okay, we're sort of parked at the house that we always see every week and from the same angle and, and all that stuff. But, but he gave it the atmosphere that was needed to kind of make it feel like a real living place. Like, uh, like there's a movie, um, 
what's it called? I can't remember the, the exact title of the movie, but there was a, uh, I think it's Legend of the Mountain by King Who, which is all set in this sort of mysterious spot. There's a few other locations, but it's another movie where it's one location and the atmosphere is what really kind of sells it. And I think, I think the atmosphere helped a lot sort of building the sense of place here. Um, and the outside shots too that you get, um, especially like towards the end when the Manchus are advancing on to the temple and you see that big overhead shot and it just like looks like a kind of like a swarm yep. coming in. It's just, I think that, like you said at the very beginning of, of the podcast, that the shots were excellent in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Cause I, and, and the ending was excellent in that way, too. Like when the temple starts burning and you have the monks uh, chanting. And, uh-huh. and, you know, it just was, it was like a very powerful moment in the film. Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that in there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. What, what is everybody's... Well, before we get it, is there, is there any other part of this movie that people want to discuss before we discuss how we're each evaluating the film? I'd like to uh, have seen what actually happened when uh, Aizen Fusheng and um, Chi Fan Chen went back to their hometowns or got their revenge or whatever. Well, that's yeah. another part of the Shaolin cycle that you'll have to uh, see. Okay. There's okay. a movie for that. <laughs> uh, I think, are we covering that movie or I, I think we're, we're doing a bunch of not- shows. Not in this month, but we'll get to it. Maybe what we'll do is we'll 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 shift we'll well we'll talk after the podcast because I think that would be a good good idea. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, that did it, it was an interesting gap in the movie, wasn't it? Because you're you, you're you're just sort of wondering what happened there. Um, but uh, but uh, but yeah, so so I don't know who wants to go first, giving their evaluation, their recommendation, or rating. I give this a solid three out of five. Like, it, by no means, it's, it's not a bad movie. And I recognize that, you know, my own sort of lack of enjoyment of the movie is just because it's the the way everything was laid out wasn't to my taste, and that was basically what it came down to. Mm. Like, I, I, there, there are definitely parts of the movie I enjoyed. All the train sequences where they were doing mundane things. Like, that sort of stuff, I think, like, loads of people enjoy in general, you know, because it's always funny to see that, oh, so that's what you're trying to teach them. Yeah. But they just need to realize it. And, you know, it's a bit like a pantomime thing. You know, just, just don't step on the paper that hard. You know, it's easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, and then seeing all the training sort of being paid for each each uh, person and seeing it all, you know, bear fruit in the end and, you know, Although it ends up to most of them dying anyway, uh, it was still, you know, it was still um, very interesting for me. Um, yeah, like like I said, I don't think it's a bad movie, but I would, I, I feel like there would be better movies to watch, in my opinion. But that's just my personal taste, I think, rather than there being anything actually wrong with the movie. I'm going to give it a five. Um, This is one of my favorite movies. It's in my definitely solidly placed in the top 10. I like its historical value. I love the fight scenes. I love the characters. I love who plays the characters. We didn't even talk about Kufung making making an appearance in here. Um, I thought it was an amazing epic movie. It is long. 
and some people might find it boring, but I enjoyed everything because I was so fascinated by the Shaolin Temple and being able to see inside and what actually brought it down and burn it to the ground. I'm not a history buff, but there's some points in history that I really want to know more about. So, I mean, it gave me everything that I wanted. Plus, a lot of my favorite actors were in it. Yeah, I, I, I probably give this a four, but I want to give it a four with room to move it up to a five after multiple viewings. Do you know what I mean? Like if I, if like, cause I'm still wondering how I'm going to feel after the second or third or fourth viewing of this movie. But I thought that it was a really good film. Um, it, it, uh, I, I think the, the whole sort of like giant ensemble cast thing just really worked well here. Uh, I, to me, it's sort of like, it kind of like, it, it was like a Shaolin equivalent of police Academy, but not funny. Do you know what I mean? It's not meant to be funny the whole way through, but it had that sort of that charm and and all the characters that sort of pop out of the screen and, uh, you know, just just one of those movies where you 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 really are, uh, you know, like you said, it's long. It's like what almost two hours this movie. I mm-hmm. think it was, but I didn't really care that it was that long. Like you know, like you don't you're not sort of sitting there waiting for the end to come. You're 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 content to sort of focus on whatever the movie is focusing on. And I felt like it focused on a, on a lot of different kinds of things. I, I think for me, my favorite sequence is still the, the the wooden man alley part. I don't know why, but that's like the most sort of adventurous, exciting moment in the in the movie. It's also where a lot of the character drama really, really comes to a head, where you really see everybody showing their true colors. Like, you know, you look at these guys, they're really heroes now. And this guy's really a villain now. And, and, and so I thought that was a great moment in the film. Um but yeah, it was. I, I thought this was a was a really, really enjoyable film, and uh, and I and I honestly, you know, like I, I I like before I watched it, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this movie. Do you know what I mean? Just like just based on mm-hmm. the name, just based on what I've heard people say, I don't know because a Shaolin movie like that can can honestly go either way. I feel like sometimes they can be really excruciating, uh, like tours of Shaolin that never end or they can be really enjoyable tours of Shaolin. And this was a, this was a really enjoyable tour of Shaolin, I thought. So, um, so I quite liked it. Uh, and, uh, and I thought that the, the training sequences, I think, I think Kenny's right that those are really one of the better parts of the movie. Uh, because it's, it's one thing to have training scenes that where, where they connect everything and where, they're able to say like, okay, you're doing this in order for this to happen. But also when it feels like they're learning like real martial arts principles and stuff like that, like just in terms of like the underpinning philosophy, I think that's when I, when I really kind of connect with the material. So, so yeah, so I, I, I really enjoyed it. And, um, do we know what our, uh, uh, our movie is for next week? Uh, it's another Shaolin movie, right? Technically it's martial arts of Shaolin. Okay. But you mentioned that we might want to shift things around so that we get the Shaolin cycle in. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll talk after the after the after the podcast. But but uh, but we'll definitely be doing a Shaolin movie next week. And uh, and and we're working really hard to at some point do a moment of romance. But I don't know if we're going to be able to make that happen or not. We'll we'll see if I can find the DVDs or something. But uh. But yeah, so so we'll be back on next week with with another Shaolin, and also 
because I'm I'm always neglecting to mention this, and it's actually really important because it's how we buy the DVDs if we want to do things like a moment of romance. Um, we have a Patreon, and we'd really appreciate it if people would come to the Patreon, contribute. We have reward levels. That, you know, you can do things like help us choose movies and help us choose monthly themes. Um, but really, what we use the money for primarily is is buying DVDs for the most part and fixing the occasional mic. So. Um, you know, and also, as I mentioned before, we have to fund Adam's really terrible gambling habit. So, um, so, so yeah, so we'll, we'll be back on next week. And until then, we will talk to you later.